today still celebrating spocktober although this episode is running just a little late uh we're definitely not stopping with the spocktober for now as a matter of fact we have another special guest who after listening to the previous two episodes requested to be on here due to the huge popularity of this podcast that has tens of people listening afterglow is the podcast of choice in the 24th century that's right, Captain Picard of the uh, Enterprise-D here with us, sounding a little bit robotic in that intro, to be honest with you, but that's all right. So, Captain, are you uh, ready to uh, be a special guest on this intro for Afterglow Episode 30? I suppose this means I can look forward to a week of continual harassment on this subject. Well, of course, everyone's going to be asking you about it. So uh, today we're going to be checking out the Star Trek Next Generation game, Futures Past, for the Super Nintendo. Uh, so uh, this is kind of like your debut for the Super Nintendo, isn't it, Captain? What do you think of this game? I will make them pay for what they've done! Well, I didn't think it was that bad. I mean, it's definitely got its flaws, but a lot of those flaws were corrected later on. Of course, this was uh, before the era of game patches, so it's really interesting how they uh, fixed some of the problems in this game, although kind of scammy in the way, too. But anyway, we're going to get ready to start the review of Star Trek Futures Past for the Super Nintendo, if you'd like to uh, get us ready there, Captain. Red alert! All hands to battle stations! And with that, at warp speed, we'll be checking out this game after the music break. Welcome back. So, uh, 
Futures Past is one of those games that I got at the rental store. Never actually bought my own copy of it. Uh, never really saw it in stores and didn't feel a need to buy it unless I had seen it at a discounted price, which I never really did. But um, upon first putting in the game, it's really impressive. The graphics look really well. They use a lot of digitized uh, sprites here, and they come off well done. Uh, same thing with the soundtrack. The uh, Super Nintendo audio chip, I've always preferred it to the Sega Genesis audio, and they just absolutely nail the uh, opening theme, the one that I had uh, played for the intro earlier. Absolutely just nail it. And then whenever you start playing, the game has a lot of similarities to 25th uh, anniversary on the NES. You start out on the bridge, which uh, easily is probably one of my favorite areas of the game as far as putting you in the Enterprise. Uh, there's a computer you can go to. It has all kinds of information. Uh, <clears throat> I would just sit there and read the entries in the computer for like half an hour, 45 minutes. Uh, the con, whenever you are given the mission, there's a huge list of places you can go to. Uh, however, it kind of tricks you, because if you go anywhere but the uh, mission that you're given, you more or less run out of time. Which is kind of a bummer, because I really wanted to explore a lot more. But, we'll get into that a bit later. Uh, same thing, uh, you do a beam down to start missions. You can have up to four people in your away team this time. It's really cool because the away team is based off of, uh, of course, who you choose, but who you choose has different uh, skills. Uh, for example, like uh, you got Picard, Data, LaForge, and Worf are all high tactical people, so they all carry phasers. Uh, however, only Data and LaForge have a tricorder, too, uh, because they're technical people. Uh, if you have a medical officer, they'll carry a medical tricorder in order to heal people. Um, all senior officers have a command insignia that allows them to lead the other members. Now, this is kind of a pro and a con with this, because if you, uh, have, if you lose a senior member in an away team... It'll beam everyone out, and if you lose that same senior member three times, that ends the game, with one exception, and that's if you choose to throw the captain on the away team. And uh, you better be confident in your abilities to play this game if you have the captain on your away team, because if he goes down, that's it, game over. You don't get the beam out. Well, you do get the beam out, but uh, Starfleet Command gets a hold of you, and immediately, boom, cancels your mission, you're done. Uh, there are a lot of red shirts that you can choose from as well. And this is kind of cool because a lot of the red shirts are actually based off of the developers of the game. Which, um, I guess now we can put faces to who to blame for a lot of the issues in this game. Because the Super Nintendo version is buggy as all get out. It is significantly more difficult than it needs to be. And it wasn't intentional. It was due to a bunch of bugs in the game. There's actually one uh, combat scenario where if you don't do everything perfectly, you cannot beat it. And it's really a shame, too, because overall, the game has a lot of cool ideas. It's fun to play. Uh, you do also have a space battles. They're controlled from tactical. Uh, you've got an overhead view of the Enterprise and the enemy. Uh, you can fire your phasers. You can fire your photons. But uh, you also have a uh, <clears throat> system where you can 
go to uh, engineering and repair the ship while you're in combat too, which is kind of cool. Uh, there's also a situation where if the enemy vessel takes enough damage, they could possibly hail you to surrender. And uh, obviously, you know, if you're going storyline-wise, if they're surrendering, you don't just want to blow them out of the sky, as tempting as it may be. But uh, there's not a lot of stages in this game, if I remember right, as far as planet side. There's only like maybe four or five. And uh, the reason why I can't fully remember is because whenever I went back to play this game, I cannot get past the uh, third area, I believe it was. The, uh, the, the abandoned ship. I'm really struggling with that area. And again, that's due to the bugs of the Super Nintendo version, which... That's why I want to talk about, because the Sega Genesis also got a uh, Star Trek The Next Generation game. And the reason why I'm bringing that game up, um, I didn't really play that one, which is really a shame, but... Uh, it got the better version. I hate saying that. Because whenever you put this game in, the graphics are worse. The audio is a lot worse. It's even got a different name. It's called Echoes from the Past instead of Future's Past. Uh, that being said, it's the same game except a lot of the bugs are fixed. This game is much more playable. Uh, it's easier. And I don't mean it as easier as in, oh, well, it's a better game because it's easier. No, the, the issues that the Super Nintendo had were more or less patched for the Sega Genesis release. So um, this is like an era before game patches. So more or less, the Super Nintendo people were stuck with a game that was full of bugs that was almost impossible to beat. Whereas the Genesis, while graphically and audio-wise inferior had the better gameplay. So I do find it kind of interesting in the way that before game patches were a thing, uh, the Genesis version was more or less the patched version of the Super Nintendo. And I'm really interested in seeing what another Super Nintendo release would have been like that would have had the bugs removed from the game. Because the game would have been a lot more enjoyable otherwise. But uh, as far as my childhood memories, it was a rental. That was it. I would have bought it if I would have like found it like a yard sale or a flea market, but never did. So didn't play it again till the emulation era. And uh, in the emulation era, that's when I learned, oh my god, the Sega Genesis game is not only the same game, uh, it plays better. It's such a shame too, because everything else about the Sega Genesis version is worse. The graphics are worse. The music is worse, but um, gameplay-wise, it knocks it out of the ballpark over the Super Nintendo version. But the SNES version is the one I grew up with and the one I remember. Uh, that being said, that's going to close out my memories of Futures Past. We've got one more game to cover for Spocktober, though. And I am saving the worst for last. This game I'm going to be covering on the final episode for Spocktober for 2023. I have never beaten the first level. To get other details for the game, I had to go to YouTube and look up a YouTube playthrough. I could not beat the first level at all. And it's from one of my favorite 
series. Not just Star Trek, but Deep Space Nine. Easily one of my favorite versions of Star Trek. Got one of the worst games I have ever played that has a Star Trek license slapped on it. But we're going to be checking that out for the final episode of Spocktober. Enjoy the outro music, and I will see you for the conclusion of Spocktober 2023. Live long and prosper.